because we have a special guest with us. If you're on Twitter, 94FOL Hoops, Instagram, 94Feet of Life, Facebook page, 94Feet of Life, Facebook group, 94Feet of Life as well, and of course the website, 94feetoflife.com for this episode, previous episode. I'm gonna, these are going to be the fastest introductions ever because, like I said, we got a guest on the line. We aren't to have him here. I'm going to swing this down south real quick. Trav, what's happening, man? Man, you know what it is, man. 94 Feet of Life, man, for the people, by the people, man. I'm just very excited, very happy to be on right now, man. Let's get this thing going, man. Let's go. Also down south, it's my man, Jay Ham. Jay Ham, what's happening? Happy holidays to everyone out there. My guys, what's good? Good to be back in the lab, man. And as soon as we got word that we were going to get this special guest on, I've been stoked for it ever since. So I'm like Trav, man, ready to get it popping. Let's roll. Last and certainly not least is my man, MJ. MJ, do the honors for us, man. We here, we here, we here. Yo, check us out, www.94feetoflife.com. Basketball for the people, by the people. Sponsored by Ball U Academy and Ham's Cookies. Go buy the damn cookies. So without further ado, we're going to make it do what it do. I am extremely humbled for us to bring on the show a guy that can definitely say he has seen it all and done it all when it came to this hoop game. So it's a lot of great things he's doing with his story. And we want to talk about not only his past, but we want to talk about his present and his future and how he's going to become a blessing and turn it into something that can help others in the long run. So, man, he needs no introduction, man. We got Lenny Cook on the line. Lenny Cook, please holler at the people. What's going on, everybody? Happy holidays to y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me on the show. I greatly appreciate y'all love and support. Lenny, thank you again for being on. So I'm going to just kind of start from the beginning, and we definitely want to get into the story, as, and as MJ talked about, the current and the future. But when did you first know? Not what other people told you how great you were, but when did Lenny Cook first know that? You know something? I'm pretty damn good at this game of basketball. Man, it was, I was probably like ninth grade, ninth, tenth grade. Uh I had an opportunity um, to play with uh, the Long Island Panthers in New York. Uh, my first coach uh, in AAU basketball, he gave me an opportunity to have on green. God bless his soul. He, uh, he gave me an opportunity on his team and, and, and gave me the green light whenever we went away on trips and, and whatever tournaments we played in, man. And I took advantage of that opportunity. and. Next thing I knew, I was nationally ranked um, out, of, out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it came to when it came to basketball, man, I gave my all, 94 feet. You know what I'm saying? Now nah, that's dope, man. Uh, we gonna uh, just kind of just kind of go back and forth for uh, everybody. I know everybody got a million questions for you. We can only ask a few. Uh, but uh, my personal question was. Uh, the turning point. What I actually see is I see you as an individual that was actually a trailblazer to the game, but I don't think that he's ready for it. With all of the individuals that are now thinking of sitting out their senior year to train or going overseas as opposed to college routes, you kind of was the first person to start that 
and I yeah. could have led to your black ball. So just talk a little bit about that and what was going on when you made that decision to forego your senior year. I mean, I, I, I had I had a lot of weight on my shoulders at that time. You know what I'm saying? Um, with my son being born, um, the school that I signed my letter of intent to, St. John's, they en- they ended up firing the head coach, which was Coach Jarvis. Um, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of different things that uh, that that was um, making my decision a little harder. You know what I mean? Um, when Coach Jarvis was recruiting me my senior year, I already knew that that's that's where I wanted to be. I didn't want to leave New York. I wanted to play my home games at the Garden uh, in the Big East tournaments and the Big East games. Um, and Coach Jarvis was like, man, look, you don't have to play your senior year because we already know what you're capable of. We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want to risk anything. So I decided to just say, well, I'm not gonna go prep. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm just gonna work on my game, get my grades together, and and get ready for the next level. But keep watching. Don't let this television tell y'all vision, man. Just, uh, for me, even just going back to that particular year, I want to say it was that 2001, 2002, especially with that crop, that good crop of guys that came out. Got a good group of them that's still active today in today's game. Which one of those guys, would, I just personally want to know, which one of those guys would you have said was at the level or not? I know you probably wouldn't say better, but which one of them would have been the best? Amari, Carmelo, or some guy that I'm not naming right now? Who You said who was the best that's active right now in that group? Well, which one at the time would you would have projected to be the best aside from yourself? I mean, I mean, I knew Amari Stadovaya was a pro. Um, I knew Carmelo was a pro. Uh, just based off of the, just based off of the two years that I, I knew those guys, like the growth I seen in those guys, like Joaquin Noah, even Joaquin Noah, from for example, um, when he was playing with us, he was on our team, but he wasn't even getting playing time. But he was determined to be great. You know what I'm saying? His work ethic was amazing. And that's what pays off, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I, I mean, all of the guys basically I knew was pros in my class that uh, that was that was in that top rank nationally, you know what I'm saying? Because they had right people in their corners. They worked their butts off every day, day in and day out, and they got it done on the basketball court day in and day out, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it's not one above the other because all of those guys deserve what they got right now because they put the work in. This is 94 Feet of Life. We are with Lenny Cook telling us his story about his growth in the game and the trials, the tribulations, and everything that now he has going on. So let's kind of bring it to that, Lenny. Obviously, a lot of pressure being that phenom. You're coming out of New York City area. We know everything in New York is is blown up to the nth degree. What was it like for you personally? I think a lot of times we, we see these stories and, you know, we don't think about what the kids are doing but as a person. So what was it like for you just as a person, as a young man still, dealing with these adult-sized pressures in this huge market like New York and being considered that next big thing. How was it for you personally? 
I mean, it was different, man, because I never expected it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, these guys that's, that's playing still currently to this day, and even guys that's not playing, um, these guys been playing AAU basketball since they were six, seven, eight years old. You know what I'm saying? And I started so late, you know what I mean, on that, on that level. You know what I mean? And it was just different becoming uh, ranked the number one player in the country, hanging around celebrities, you know what I'm saying, every day. Um, it was a lot of pressure uh, sophomore as a, as a sophomore in high school, a junior in high school, um, you're around Jay-Z, you're around DJ Clue, you're around Foxy Brown. Like, these are people that I'm around on a regular basis just because of basketball. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and I mean, and, and, and it, it drives you, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it makes you big-headed as well because you're like, now, okay, I'm hanging out with these people, and all I got to do is play basketball. I know I'm, I know I'm the man now, you know what I'm saying, because ain't nobody else doing it. Right. Man, it's crazy. I try, but I know you got a few questions for him, man. Jump in this, man. Man, I just got one one main main question. New York product best come out during that time. Um, if there was any protein that you wanted to go to besides New York Knicks or Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets, what team would you have wanted to play for, and why? I mean, I, I, once I started playing basketball, you know what I mean. I, I, I always been a Chicago Bulls fan. Um, yeah. But once I started playing basketball, I mean, it would it, it would be no other team that I wanted to play for but the Chicago Bulls because I grew up a Michael Jordan fan. I you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, that was my that was my ultimate dream. Uh, now I'm playing. I'm this nationally ranked player. They saying he's going pro. Uh, I would love to be playing for the Chicago Bulls. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, dope. Now, we actually okay. just got one of our fifth wheels that just got brought in, man. We got Coach Lester Stewart in, Worldwide Left in the building. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to the people and jump in and ask Lenny some questions, man. What's up, everybody? What's up, Lenny, man? How's it going? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, I was actually in high school around the same week. We were in high school around the same time, so I remember picking up the slam and uh, seeing you up in there, man, and hearing about you. So, man, it's, it's great to have you have you here on the show, man. I greatly appreciate it, man. Thank you. So my my question, I would probably say, uh, who, who in the league today would you see that yourself uh, – that mirrors that that you feel that mirrors you some. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, he, I mean, he's a he's a great player. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it, it took me a long time to say it, but he he arguably will be the greatest basketball player ever. Hmm. Um, I mean, only thing that's different between me and him is I I just feel like he don't have the heart that I had that I have, you see what I'm saying? And, like, he, he gives his all every night. Yes, true indeed. But I just feel like if he had that dog, that killer in him like I did when I was playing, I mean, he, it would be, he would be on a whole nother level. Yeah. And it's even funny that you even mentioned that, too, because in my opinion, being his 15th year, we're finally really seeing the dog. I mean, the last couple of years in Golden State went, 
when he was going against Golden State where he had no choice. We saw yeah. it. But this is the first season in which I'm seeing him where it's just like it's checkers right now. It's like, yeah. you know what, just give me the ball, get out of my way. I'll make a play for y'all if I have to, but we're about to get buckets and we're about to get these Ws. Exactly. <laughs> so just had to clear it up for the people who are thinking, how LeBron ain't going to be a dog if he got all these points bad luck. He's he's gonna get those points because of his stature. So oh yeah 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 he's definitely he's definitely gonna get that. He I mean he's definitely who he is. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it, once that once he get that fire under him and, and and instead of trying to pass up that last shot and willing to take that last shot without making a miss and I don't care I'm gonna take the shot. Then you know what I'm saying? That that makes a difference. Yeah. So my next question would be. So my next question would be, do you feel since, since since you say that about LeBron, do you feel since all the hype behind him, and and I mean I, I mean it could be well deserved hype, um, it could be well deserved hype I guess. Do you feel that that's the reason why he is taking so long for him to just be like, I don't even care no more. Just I don't even care no more now. You know, in year fifteen, I'm ready. Just because of all the things that at 18 years old, was placed upon him is that, you know, he was kind of forced into that light. So I mean, I just, I mean, I feel, I feel like, I mean, I feel like he, he, he definitely lived up to his height. You know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's one of the few. He's one of the few that lived up to his height and became great. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I just feel like he's at that stage in his life where he really don't care what anyone says anymore. You know what I mean? I, I, I used to think that he was afraid to be criticized or, uh, at the end of the day. He didn't want to be talked about at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But now I feel like he, he's at the point in his career where he's the face of the NBA completely. Nobody else going to be the face of the NBA right now besides him. Um, and he, he's willing to take that stand. Okay. I, I, I think the LeBron part is, is, is where I want to go because for, for me personally, and I'm sure for these guys as well, you two were like the first, I would probably say maybe since you had to probably go back to the OG days of like Kareem as probably maybe the two most hyped high school players ever. I mean, we there was nothing like about the buzz about Lanny Cook, by Lenny Cook and LeBron James. So I guess kind of moving it forward in 2017 where we see how preps basketball and high school basketball has blown up. It's become billions and billions of dollars, and kids have those pressures you have, and you add social media and add all that in there. I guess if you were sitting there talking to a group of All-Americans today, who are about to make that decision and go to college or maybe skip that and go to Europe and say, hey, this is what you have to deal with. What are maybe some, like, just two or three real key pieces you would tell them as they're getting ready to make this transition into this grown-up world or into this college world? First thing I got to tell them, the first thing I would tell them is that this is a, this is a life-changing decision that you're about to make. Um, this is this is something you're gonna to have to live with for the rest of your life. Like you gotta be willing to have the right people around you, just not people in your ear telling you what they want you to do because of what they think they're gonna get out of it in the end. 
Like, this is something that you got to sit down with you and whoever the closest person to you in your, in your life is and make sure that this is the right decision for you. It's not about anybody else. You see what I'm saying? And I feel like that, that kind of jump nowadays is hurting a lot of kids um, because me personally, skill-wise, I was, I was definitely ready, talent-wise. But mentally, I wasn't prepared. Um, and a lot of people didn't know that about me. You see what I'm saying? All the, a, a lot of people was misjudging me. Um, but to make a jump saying I'm not going to go to school for the year, I'm going to go overseas and get this one year of experience of being a pro and then try to put myself into the league, like this is this is a life changing decision. Like you you're going from a kid to an adult in less than twenty. You got twenty four hours at the end of the day to make a decision whether you want to college or you're going to go pro or you're going to. This is something that you got to live with for the rest of your life. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody else get one more in before uh, you know we uh, change the direction as to what you're doing now. Because this is just a dope conversation, and I wish it could stay forever. But we're gonna keep I mean, it moving. Uh, well, I, I got, I, I, I ain't got no time limit, man. Oh my man, you should have never told me that. Hey man, how y'all phone looking right <laughs> now? Everybody charged up. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to sleep on this call. Don't do that. <laughs> Check, man. Final note: numbers don't lie, but the people who use them do. 2017, and it's like a positionless game. Seven footers with handles. You got, you know, they shooting threes. You got so much, you know, step back. Like the game to me, honestly, looks way different, even from when you were here. And you weren't here. You were here not that long ago. The game to me looks way different. I'm a little bit older than y'all. For you, what do you think from a purely from a basketball point of view? What are some things you like about the way the game is played now? And maybe some things you're not quite a big as a fan of. I mean, I, I love the tempo of the game. You know what I mean. I, I love I love the talent that's in the game. Um, I just think the game is so commercial now. You know what I'm saying. I think the game is soft. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, and, and it's not nothing bad. You know what I mean. It's it's it's, it's to protect the players. Um, at the end of the day, but. I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of the game. I love the game. So, I mean, it's really nothing that I dislike about it. Um, but I just think, like, a lot of players, is soft. Like, I was having a conversation with one of my guys last night, and he had the nerve to tell me, like, anybody from the 50s to the 80s should not be in the top 100 greatest players of all time because of the way the game is played right now. And... With that being said, it's just because of the style of play now. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's more up-tempo. But me personally, I don't think the Durants, the James Hardens, I'm not going to say too much LeBron because it's a hit and miss with him, but these guys, I don't think these guys would have been able to play with the Bill Lambeers and the the Dennis Rodmans of the game, the Charles Barkley's. Guys, that's going to beat them up. You see what I'm saying? They'll make them think twice about going to the basket. I mean, depending on how great they are, I think they'll adjust. But the numbers you're saying, probably not. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, and pace, you got to incorporate pace. The game was a little bit slower, so the opportunity. Slower, exactly. Uh, like you said before, uh, you saying like the, the team that you really wanted to join was Chicago. If you had went to, if if everything had went straight with the league, but what teams like? When you cut your TV on, it's like, okay, basketball is cutting on. What other teams do you really just stay in tune to, or are you a big fan of a certain team, a fan of a team now that's in the league right now, how they play? Man, I mean, I'm a, I try my best not to miss a Cleveland game. I try my best not to miss a uh, – I, I try my best not to miss when Carmelo's playing. You know what I mean? I, 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 because I'm a fan of these guys because these are guys that I had the opportunity to be to play with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I try to, I try to keep up with their success. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to know. I guess my question would be, who are your um, who are your bright spots in terms of? In terms of coaching, not just in the league, but even collegially as well, because I, I know you're a hoophead like us. You're probably watching a lot of college hoops any time that you can. So who are some of your favorite okay. coaches, past or present? They fine either way. I mean, I think Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. Um, I love Tom Thibodeau. You know what I mean? Uh, I love Rick Pitino. I love Krzyzewski. You know what I mean? These are guys that really – especially like on the collegiate level, these guys make sure that their guys are ready for that next level. You see what I'm saying? They're not just allowing their kids to jump because they have the opportunity to. These guys, they're coaching these kids, and they're going to let them know if they're ready or not. You see what I'm saying? And and that's what it's about. You don't just want to throw them out there just because uh, they may have have a a high stop this week or whatever the case may be. These coaches is on their kids about being ready mentally as well as physically for that next level. I agree. I, I will say this, though, about Tibbs. I sometimes question his rotations. And I know, you know, this is the NBA is a little bit softer as far as, you know, making sure we take care of the players. But he do be running his players into the ground. That's the only beef I got with Tibbs. But he gets the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, Jimmy go just average 42 minutes on the test? Jeez. But compare <laughs> <laughs> him, though. You compare him. Uh, worldwide left. Get on this, man. All right. This, this might take it back. So I, I, went to, I went to JC, and I had the privilege of having a roommate for a few weeks, and he was at ABCD that year. He said when he seen you came in, is it true? that you got dropped off in a Lamborghini at ABCD. My second year I did. <laughs> my fifth year. Yeah, he, yeah he, he, said, he said he was playing at ABC. He said, and you got dropped, he said you got dropped in off. Ferrari, in the Ferrari, not a Lamborghini. Okay, Ferrari. Okay, he, I knew it was something. It was something, it was, it was something Italian on it, That's definitely. It was something yeah. Italian. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he – he, he had moved. He had moved in. He had stayed with me a couple of weeks. He was waiting to get his room, and so he talking and you know he pulling out his stuff. And I said, oh, "What did you play ABCD?" He's like, "Oh, he's like." So he's telling me. He's like, "Yeah, I played." He's like, "Man, then he cooked. Man, he got dropped off in a uh, you know a Ferrari." And he was like, "Man, everybody was just sitting there like, damn, he." 
You know, like he was just in, he he was in awe of you. So I was like, man, it's just real. So I'm glad I finally know the truth. So that was, that's really my only last question. Nah, nah, it's on the land, bro. It's a Ferrari, my second year. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was, that was the second year. My bad. <laughs> my bad. The second year. Alright, Lenny, I got a question, right? Now you you obviously you were a big time star in high school, New York, New Jersey area, but you said something that kinda of struck me. So I'm gonna see how this happened. You said you were a big Jordan fan. Now we got me, Lester, MJ, who are like Chicago area natives. Now, because you like a big star, do they let you be a Bulls Jordan fan in New York because you just Lenny Cook, or do you still have to kind of catch some flack for that? I mean, I catch slack for it, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's different. It's different. You got, because all my friends is Knicks fans, and my dad is a Knicks fan. So, it, I mean, it, it, I, I catch a little hell for it here and there. Man. <laughs> I mean, as of now, it's like what people got to understand is the whole thing about you know, rooting for the team that was around you because broadcasters was like that. You only got a chance to see what was around you. So, you know, the Bulls started to be nationally televised. That's why people rock with them. In the 80s, it was only the Lakers, Celtics, and the 76ers, I believe. So it's like you only like what you're exposed to. So a lot of it, I kind of like the global element so people could get exposed to more and actually pick what team they like as opposed to having to just like a team because of where it's at. So that's a go too. Now, a uh, couple questions. First question is, best and worst place you played overseas? And best place. The best place. The worst place you played overseas. And then uh, we want to kind of trickle into what you're doing as of right now, what you're like today. Uh, the best place I ever played overseas was the Philippines. Like, they treated me like I was God over there. You know what I mean? Um, I played over there for two years. And it was, like, one of the best countries I played in besides the States. You know what I mean? Um, the worst place I played was Kuwait. I just couldn't I just couldn't get with the culture. Um, between Kuwait and China, those were the two worst places I've been. Really? Um, yeah, China, China was crazy, man. I, um, I led my team to the championship, and... Uh, we get to the championship, and my uh, translator, he tells me that in the huddle, my coach said, this nigga, and I just I, I, I just left. I ain't even finished the game. Oh, man. Oh, man. We talk about culture all the time, on the court as well as off the court. You know, I'm glad you, that you mentioned that up, especially when you get abroad, you know, all around the world playing this game. You know, yeah. so just, I just no question in there. I just wanted to mention that, you know, in the comments, which, you know, especially when you brought up culture, because I mean, you bring that up all the time when we talk, you know, within our groups and everything else, just, you know, team culture, organizational culture, you know, their culture. Because I'm right here in Memphis, and everything is tough, good grind, hard nose. So, and it just kind of built around, that's how the Grizzlies have more or less been built over the last decade or so. Just in right. regard. So you said culture is like my eyes just lit up. It's like, oh, jump in now. 
Now I was just saying this. I mean, because those guys, they 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 really don't have no respect for you. You know what I mean? You're in their country. They they figure that you're supposed to do what they say do when you say when they say do it because you're in their country as an import and. Basically, you're supposed to just come over there and do what they say do and win for them. You see what I'm saying? It's not like they, they, they want you to win. They want you to come and win, help them win, or whatever the case may be. they just bringing you over there for you to help them win and send your little ass home back to the States. That's the part that y'all got to understand. I'm all about little 18-year-olds who want to, you know, get the process and everything. That's great, but that's what you got to deal with. This is exactly what you got to deal with, and, and if you if you're not living up to their expectations, they do not mind sending you on the next thing smoking. And they won't pay you back. And you're not getting paid. Paul, I hope you listen to the podcast tonight. I ain't bored. Because these things, these things do, these things do happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I man, I, I, I just don't know what to say about the, that that guy, man, like. He's different. He's different. Like, I mean, he's a father. You know what I mean? He he does what he has to do for his kids. But I think uh, a lot of things that he's doing right now to the game, not even to the kids, just the kids, but to, with the game that a lot of people love, a lot of things that he's doing with his kids, I think is ignorant. Yeah. I was in Vegas when they played. I was in Vegas when uh when that game between the, his team and Zion uh, Williamson, and it was college. You know, uh-huh. We we sitting there watching other play. We, we sitting there watching other games. There were no, there were barely any college coaches watching that game. And I had a college coach tell me, he's like, "Why would I go over there to that, you know, to that shit show?" Basically, he's like, "That's, yeah, that's not what this." He said, "This is not what this is about. This is about and it's, you know, it's, and it's not like, it, and me personally, I believe like, all right, you didn't got your kids, you didn't got your kids all the hype." You see what I'm saying? They they have the hype right now. You know what I'm saying? But you, I think like it, it it can help them. Don't get me wrong, because it, it helped the first one. You see what I'm saying? They got the first one through, but it also can hurt them because now you got these guys on this pedestal that's really honestly not like that. <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? Like I, I don't believe that they're out, they're good, they're talented. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like that. They're not. No. They're not. You see what I'm saying? Not at like, all. <laughs> then don't get don't get me wrong. All three of them will attend the NBA. Me personally, I believe that because of the way that the game is set up now, be with all of the hype, the social media. Uh, that it's about money now. It's commercial. But at the end of the day, when you get to that next level, these guys is coming at your neck night in and night out. Can you live with that? Can you handle that? Mm-hmm. With, with Lenny Cook now, 2017, you, you've done this whole circle of basketball, the ups, the downs. The, you, you've seen everything. What's happening with you now? Because when, when, when Aaron hit us up and said that he that, – he had you for us, and we appreciate him for it. First, I was like, well, well, damn. I'm like, it's good to hear from the brother. So what is yeah, going yeah, on with Lenny Cook in 2017? Shout out to my guy, man. Uh, 
He walk at it. He do. He do. He look out for me, man. He do a lot of work for me. You know what I mean? Make flyers of my guys and stuff, pictures for my guys and all of that, man. So I greatly appreciate him and his support, man. And I told him when he reached out for me, I said, man, the stuff that you do for me, man, I, you ain't you only have to ask twice for me to do this. You know what I mean? So big shout out to him, man. Nice. We love they walk around here, man. <laughs> In Philly, trust the process. Definitely. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, man. Right now, man, I'm uh, in my second season as assistant coach at Atlantic City High School, man. Um, we we just had, we just won our second game today. Uh, we two and zero right now. Uh, we 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 on a journey. You know what I mean? On the road to the state championship. Hopefully, this year be a year that I get a state championship, man. And other than that, I'm just grinding, working. And trying to be the best father I can be, man. Other than that, and don't nothing else matter. Man, no. Um, we always do this with every guest that we have, especially a guest that uh, has wisdom in the game. Uh, we always allow, allow that guest to leave the jewels for the parents, the coaches, kids, or whoever they want to leave a jewel to. Uh, obviously, um, with your documentary when it came out, I thought the most powerful part of that documentary was towards the end when you were talking to your younger self. I thought that was extremely powerful. Um, I would love for you to just drop some jewels to all of these kids that's aspiring to get this dream, maybe some game as far as the best direction to go. Should they go to high brow? Should they stay humble? What, what, what would you tell them if they just sitting in front of you like, how can I make it to the NBA? Or should I be focusing on them? Man, to the parents, man, just uh, to to a lot of the parents, just just stay positive with your kids. Don't force them. Don't force this thing on them. Um, if they choose to love this game, they will eat, sleep, shit this game. And to the kids, use me as an example of what not to do. You see what I'm saying? And make sure that you ground yourself, humble yourself. If you love this game, make sure you – Make sure this is all you do besides your schoolwork. But at the end of the day, make sure you have something to fall back on because this game can be here today and gone tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I'm a witness of that. I've been through it. Um, that, that, I mean, just like I said, man, use me as an example of what not to do. Watch the Lenny Cook story. I've been blessed with an opportunity. It's a million Lenny Cook stories out there. I've just been blessed with an opportunity to share mine. Man. Dope. So let's go ahead and go around the horn, man. Uh, you know, if you want to thank Lenny or just say something, drop some knowledge, we'll just go around the horn and we'll go ahead and wrap it up, man. Trav, what you got for the people? Man, I just really appreciate you coming to, coming here, stopping dropping jewels, dropping knowledge, man, and, and very much appreciate that last message that you just spit it out because a lot of people that's, that's really trying, they need to see what's going on, man, and, and see that the grind is real, man. The grind is real, and when it don't go your way, man, it, you just need something to fall back on. So really appreciate you stopping by. I really appreciate that message that you just dropped, man. No doubt, man. Thank you. Ham, go ahead and talk to the people, B. Echoing pretty much the same thing that Trav said, man, just bringing in the game and lightning, dropping jewels, giving your perspective on things as well, and 
just saying that, you know, amongst fellow hoop heads like us and it's, as, you know, we just sitting back and we listening to you and it's like, yo, we just said some of this stuff ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we got this thing like how Martin used to do with the eyes. We hit, you know what I'm saying, with the hoop stuff, man. So definitely, man, just grateful for you to come on. You're welcome back to come to the lab with us anytime we chop it up, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Well, I left. Tell them what's best. Hey, Lenny, man, I just uh, just appreciate you for uh, coming through and um, just dropping some knowledge on us, kicking it, you know, just kicking game with us, man. Um, you know, like I said, we, I think we all around that same age, that same era. So it, so it's good to see, you know, you still involved with the game and uh, just, you know, just dropping, just dropping that knowledge on these young, on these young fellas because uh, a lot of them need it, you know. Um, and, and just, uh, man, I just wish you much success, and um, and just and just keep pushing, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. Ronnie, close us out, man. We good. Okay. First of all, shout out to MJ for worldwide left. Tell him what's best. That was real player on your part. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was real. That was real player. Okay. But, no, we want to thank you, Lenny, for having us. We definitely will have you back on. I think, you know, NBA Playoff Preview Edition starring Lenny Cook sounds kind of good. So I think when we get a little bit deeper into the season, we will definitely have you back on, man. Thank you again. Shout out to A-Walk again for bringing this to brother. So it was a great conversation. There's a lot more to talk about. So we will definitely be reaching back out uh, to talk to you again. MJ, go ahead and do the closing credits and close us out, man. Oh, man, that's easy, man. Um, We're just extremely humbled and blessed to be able to get opportunities to talk to individuals of the stature and have the wisdom of guys like Lenny Cook. Uh, Y'all need to rock with us to check us out, man. We're building something special. And the reason why we're building something special is because our foundation for this game is love, nothing more, nothing less. So because that's our foundation, we're going to attract other people who love this game as well because that's what it's really about, man. I mean, we debate. We may not agree with everything that we say to each other about this game, but it's really just about building relationships and camaraderie. Sports and entertainment is the only thing that we all have in common as a race, as a people, as a gender, or what have you. So it's important that we continue to keep building things like that the right way and not get too caught up in things that's really not important. So, I mean, I'm just – I'm just ninety four feet is going. Uh y'all can catch us. Twitter game strong, we gotta put you on nine four F O L hoops. Uh if you do it for the gram, nine four feet of life. We here out here. Uh like the page on Facebook. Nine four life on the page. And last but not least, you can catch us at ww dot ninety four feet of dot com. This is Big Shot Ryan. This is Worldwide Less. This is Trav. This is Jay Han. Special guest, Lenny Cook. And, of course, MJ. So, signing off. Basketball for the people, by the people. Y'all be blessed. You know why been patient for so long? You know why been patient for so long? You know why been patient for so long? Tired of waiting, tired of waiting. Patient for so long. I'm 
Killing this shit, call a fucking doctor. You a goon at the hustle, well, I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> Bitch, you don't need a Uber, take the helicopter. Yeah. I ain't have to tell her shit, she used to tell her prompter. I'm talking Barack Obama. Uh -huh. I'm going live like Facebook drama. I push a T just to get them commas. Uh -huh. We in the zoo, you better keep a spitting llama. I'm in the PJs, uh -huh. no jammers. No I smoke that forest, my nigga, no bounce. I'm just trying to live long, live strong The SWV, they try to hold on 87 Chevy in the box with Cuddy We smoking while we cruising and discussing money Lake of Four Seasons, Mr. J, we coming Invest in a couple buildings, now we up and running Stop it, money, that's not for profit money They put their values against you like you a logic dummy This Mr. Quick to pick her up, then fuck it and dump her This Mr. Super Cool Make a performing a rumper. I'm from the 90s where that pistol you talking the thumper. We hustle through the winter and hustle through summer. Like I'm Grace Jones, baby, pull up to my bumper. They missed the bus like Chris Carson Richmond with a jumper. I'm Jesse James to this shit, boy, I'm the stagecoach They hit them different keys, it's not the same note Oh, beloved, I'm so beloved, the shit I speak Yeah, I'm rich with the dollar, but no fucking creep I know a bitch named Nikki, she don't deserve a mink Let alone a million fucking kitchen sink You niggas dripping faucets, you fucking leak These niggas always thirsty, they begging for a drink I bite down to the white meat till it turn pink a nigga so focused that I never blink I never My style be like Jenny Kiss, I'm so chic I keep it on lock, I'm a dreadhead, you miss the cheeks You lost, boy, this special air for lost geeks This Jordan in game six, why would you reach? Oh yeah, this coolie high, they call me preach And I'm the judge when they walk in, so have a seat These niggas run with a rat pack Then I'm confused when the laws know exactly where the pack at And let's go deeper than that, black the man's a sexual fucking your girl posting your name with the hashtags. I let my dreads hang low, let them grow to the flow so you can walk a different road. If you just riding a coattail, I hope it feels like cold. Cause shit dies quick, so carefully pick your road.
94 feet of life, basketball, for the people, by the people.